Hey everybody, I'm Tamsin Fidel, and this is the Broadway show Uncut, where we have conversations with the biggest stars of the stage and the screen. One interview I have coming up in just a few, I'm chatting with Sarah Bareilles about starring in her second Broadway show, Into the Woods. But first, stage-to-screen musicals, they have really exploded over the past couple of years. West Side Story was up for Best Picture at the Oscars. And of course, Netflix. It's been behind lots of them as well. The Prom, Tick, Tick, Boom. And now their latest is 13, The Musical. In fact, it's streaming right now. It's based on the 2008 Broadway musical about a New York City kid whose life is turned upside down when his mom moves him to Indiana. Paul Wintorek had a chance to talk with the star of 13, Eli Golden. Take a listen. Eli, it's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you as well. I'm so excited to do this. Are you? Are yes. You, you must be excited about everything right now. I, I am. It's, it's been an exciting few weeks for me. <laughs> I've, oh, so everyone will be turning on their Netflix and seeing you because 13, the musical, <laughs> the movie is finally coming out. This is a Broadway show from way back, actually. Yeah, they, 2008, I believe. Yeah, were you alive when it was on Broadway? Yes, I was alive. Okay, but you didn't see it. You didn't <laughs> I, was, I was one and a half, so <laughs> don't think I got around to see that one. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a big, beautiful movie musical. I saw it. You're fantastic in Thank it. Thank you. Congratulations. And everyone's going everyone's gonna to be watching it. I mean, how does that feel so to funny. know that like, everyone's going to be staring at your face uh, streaming worldwide? Definitely <laughs> a little nervous about it because, you know, I, you know, the Internet, oh, this, I, I'm scared of the comments that are negative, but I'm refraining from reading them. Yeah, we so don't do that. No, we don't, we don't want to do that. But I, I'm so excited for everyone to see what me and my castmates did because truly it, this was a part of us all because we all were stuck up in Canada for five months filming this. Yeah. And we all had an amazing time, no matter what. There was obviously the rough patches and everything, but yeah. at the end of it all, it was really like we are family now. I still talk with most of them on a daily basis. Like a group text, yeah. a group chat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm FaceTime with them. I mean, uh -huh. we have people from LA, we feel from Atlanta, we have like everywhere. Got all like the four corners of America. <laughs> so Eli Golden playing Evan Goldman. Yeah. E.G., E.G., yeah. the same initials. Is this sort of like a role you were born to play? Is this perfect for you? I'm hoping it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, the, when, I, when it came to be, like when I learned about this, like that I was up for this role at all, my, I was just getting off like a really big loss. And it was at the time where Zoom auditions I was really not into, and I was having a, like, I found how I couldn't portray my best acting. Mm on a Zoom interview. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And I got really close to another part and I, I just, I didn't want to do it. And my mom came to me, she was like, all right, I got a call for 13. And you'll be on set with kids. This will be fun. Let's just, let's just try out for it and forget about it. Cause if we don't get it, we don't get it and whatever. And I was like, okay, okay, you, you've convinced me. So, you know, one callback leads to another callback. And I remember February 13th was when I got the part. And I tried out for it like first, I think late November. So it was, it was oh, wow. a long, it was a long process, but worth every second. So this is what you were stressing out about during the whole COVID yeah. pandemic. It was all yes. about this journey of yeah, getting this it was like, oh, movie and okay. filming this movie. And oh, I'm getting another callback. Oh, another callback. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, it was, it was a really fun experience. So Evan is a cool New York City kid who is 12 years old at the beginning of the movie and he is going to have his bar mitzvah and his parents are separating and mom is taking him back to Indiana. Mm -hmm. uh, 
to live with Carla from Cheers. Sorry, Rhea Perlman. Big, oh, big fan. Nothing she plays your grandmother. Yes. And Deborah Messing plays your mom. Mm -hmm. What do you love about this character and what did you sort of connect with about it? Well, I think Evan is very similar to me. So it was easy to channel my kind of being into the character. Being that I was moved from New York to Canada, it was a big change. I was the new kid again. And I realized everyone else was the new kid with me. But, um, I was able to take certain moments from my life of like, oh, this is when I was really feeling this way. This is when I was really feeling this way. And when I was really mad at my mom, when I was um, really sorry about something I did, and I was able to kind of churn it all up and put it into Evan mm -hmm. so I can get as much as I possibly can into Evan so it is as realistic as possible. So you're, you're saying before you got the role, you were kind of not in a great head. So is it, is it safe to say that it kind of saved you a little bit doing um, almost, this Almost, almost. I'd say being Evan was something that I really needed because for the most part, COVID, I was inside all the time and I was just really not feeling going out. Like it was cold. It was, was tough yeah, on kids your it age. Was really, it was really tough, especially with remote learning because I had um, hybrid where I would go into school and then I would stay out of school for half of the day and it was really taxing on me mentally. But when it came to Evan, it really kind of took me out of the reality and was like, all right, let's do something else. Let's make you uncomfortable, but find comfort in uncomfort, mm -hmm. which is really weird to say. But um, I, I've now learned, I think because of playing Evan and being up in Canada for that long, I've learned to love uncomfortable situations. And so you got to actually go and film this movie. Yeah and meet these amazing co-stars. You actually filmed on the streets of New York a yeah. little bit. It you were singing very, and dancing. Yeah. It was two days, but uh, yeah. It was amazing it was though. Fun. What was that like to film in New York? <laughs> I have to say the amount of looks you got, you're like, who is that? <laughs> Wait, what are they doing? What are those kids over there doing? Oh, that Jamal Sims choreography. Yeah. Jamal like, all right, do this, do that. And I was, I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and um, it, was, it was really fun. I think one of the best parts of doing that was when we got able to film in front of the plaza. And it was like the green room, because we moved around the room like four times, but um, the green room, we had a bus, we had an office space, we had the plaza. I was like, we had the best green rooms ever. But um, we filmed in the plaza, when we filmed like outside the plaza, the green room in the plaza was so cool. And I was like, what? What I really remember about seeing 13 on Broadway was just, seeing a show with so much young talent all on one stage was really exciting. And I felt the same way watching the film. It's just, you really just sort of fall for everyone and everyone is so talented. What was it like getting to know everyone on set? And, you know, I can't wait to see where everyone's careers go. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that you have to all be the next Ariana Grande, <laughs> well, Broadway musical, but, but you know, no pressure. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what was it like actually being around so many kids your age and everyone getting this opportunity at once? I think for me personally, it was what I really needed. And everyone else, every one of my castmates are so talented. And I remember walking in the first day of rehearsals after the two-week quarantine that we had to go through to be in Canada. Right. And it was, it was really grueling. And I remember the first time we met everybody was we all got each other's numbers and we went on house party at the time, which was a yeah. thing at the time. Yeah. And we went on house party and I think we got on at Saturday during, or during Saturday, sometime on Saturday morning, and we didn't get off till Sunday night. Everyone was on that call. It was <laughs> such a good, I remember those times like, that's when I really think of like the good times of Canada because it was, I only remember 
really when those when I first you know met them when I first got the set and when it, we started rehearsals finally um, it, I felt really out of place because I was like I'm just a kid from New York I all the I, I've met so many people oh I've been dancing since I was three. Oh, I've been singing since I was mm. born oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I started taking voice lessons and I, uh, I, I act <laughs> I felt very out of place and I learned to kind of be at one with everyone and be, because I remember I was, I was like, oh, you guys are all in the same situation as me. You guys are doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it was eye-opening and it was what I really needed. Mm -hmm. Did you, could you, maybe you, you had sort of, you, you were like, well, I have to really sort of step up and be on the same level yes. as everyone else. Yes, yeah. I, I, um, I remember one of the, like, the few weeks into the, um, process and I was like okay this is everyone's really good because I remember I was watching one of the dance rehearsals because I was taking dance with Jamal and they're like okay so do this because I I'm, I'm not a dancer but I can move mm -hmm. so <laughs> they were all doing certain things and I was like watching dance rehearsals and it was mesmerizing because these kids are like the choreographer um, Nikki and Amanda they were just like, they're like, okay, do this, do that, and then do that. <laughs> and they're like, okay, and they did that, and I was like, how do you do that? Because <laughs> Jamal was like, all right, you gotta do this, and then whatever. It was, it was extremely, I was scared. I was, I was like, oh my God, will I be able to do it? And thankfully, I pulled through. <laughs> you pulled it off. Yeah. Do you want to bust any moves right now and show Ooh. off? No? Uh, <laughs> no <not>. comment. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, do, do you have Broadway dreams? Did, have you auditioned for Broadway or do you want to do Broadway? Or? I feel in my latter life, definitely. But right now, because of my school situation and my yeah. ability, I don't, I don't want to get out of school every day at 2.30 and then go to, you know. Yeah stage and yeah. do it and then come back be tired and then have to do homework I that I don't see that in my brain right now but I think in the following years once I'm out of school out of you know whatever I'm doing at the time I really I, I personally my dream roles are like Evan Hansen which is sadly closing but um, Evan Hansen Hamilton and I think um, Hades and uh, Hades Town I'd be really fun roles okay well I'd love yeah. to see that if you got time Time, right? You got time. They yeah. can bring back Dervin Hansen for yeah, you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bring I'm it back hoping. later. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what else. What are your What are your goals? I mean, what What do you want to be in? What do you want to be by the time you're twenty? I, you, you know, oof, that's that's a good question. I think personally, I want to pursue acting. I want to definitely do that. But um, right now, I am working on a lot of music. Mm -hmm. So I feel cool. like maybe doing some venues, some tour. I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. I love it. Before I'm twenty, and um, what's your music like? Um, I I take from like a lot of R&B pop type of idea. I have an EP coming out, which I haven't named yet, mm -hmm. but it is coming out sometime in the near future. But I have my first song out, Back to Me, mm -hmm. which I am super proud of. It was one of my first songs I wrote. So I'm really happy how that came out. And I'm, I'm loving the um, recognition and the also, how do I say this? The feedback I'm getting because yeah. people are like oh this is really great uh, so sad but really made me feel this way and I I made it so everyone is able to listen to it it's it's listenable for anyone who wants to listen to it and you can like any different genre but I want you to be able to listen to my music and I want you to be able to find a comfort in it and I want to do an action movie this is this uh, is what I, I want to do an action movie that's a good goal that's definitely something I want to do like you know something with Tom Cruise or some cool action star 
Cool. Be, I think that'd be really fun. You want to do some of your own stunts? Yeah. <laughs> I don't that'd know. Be fun. Let's see if mom thinks. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. That'd be fun. I, yeah. An action movie. An action movie or um, something like some coming of age movies. Something like almost 13, but um, definitely where I am able to play somebody who I'm really about playing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's a Netflix series, a pop R&B album, yep. an action movie, and a revival of Dear Evan Hansen. Yes, that's, that's what we list. need. That's what we need. That's what, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and then like maybe when, you know, get, get an EGOT and then we fine. Then we can call it. <laughs> I, I actually didn't even ask you, how old are you? Is it I'm a 14. 14? I'm 14. Were you 13 on set? I was 13 on set and I'm going to be 15 in September. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And did you did you feel like is did, did you relate to the anxiety and the social oh, anxiety yeah. of oh, the yeah. age you did? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean when you're meeting new people there's obviously gonna be social anxiety like, oh my god, how do I get to know you? What yeah. what are you? But um all around I got to I got to really learn all my castmates, mm -hmm. like how everyone acts and I have lifelong friends from it. So I think it was one of the greatest experiences I could have ever had. Great chat, Paul. Thanks for that. Well, Sarah Bareilles is a Grammy winner and Into the Woods is her second Broadway show, the first that she hasn't written. She also wrote the music for and starred in Waitress, and now she's in the revival of Into the Woods until at least early September. I had a chance to talk with Sarah about the musical, songwriting, and even a little bit about staying mentally healthy and happy. Check it out. Well, let's dive in because this is exciting. You went from City Center yes. to Broadway, you had a little bit of downtime. Um, how's it been? Oh, it's like a freaking rock concert every night. It's amazing. The audience is responding to this. Well, I think the cast and the audience are both responding to this material in such a deep way. It's It really feels like a spiritual experience every night. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Talk a little bit about that because uh, Sondheim, and this is you know the first the first show really since his death. What, how do you think he would be responding to seeing this? Well, I hope we are making him proud. Um, James Lapine, his, the book writer for Into the Woods, and his longtime creative partner, um, shared with us that he he felt like Steve would be sobbing in the seats, just loving this. Um, and I give so much credit to Lear DeBessonet, our director, who really made the decision to like, there's not a lot of trappings going on on stage other than the story and the music. The orchestra is front and center, and we just weave in and out, you know. It, it feels very, um, it, it feels very old fashioned in a way to just have the storytellers kind of come on and they disappear and we're just, we're bringing you on the ride. The audience is invited to be very imaginative. You got to fill in a lot of blanks. It really, it really is a dance, though. It's mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a dance. Um, is there a, one part of it that, in particular, that you like? I know you've been re reunited with Gavin. I know that you know you, you play opposite um, uh, Brian Darcy James. So you've got some Tina's era. You've got some incredible heavy talent. Hitters, you yes. really have some. You <laughs> some heavy hitters. Well, this is this is a unique experience for me mm -hmm. because I mean I only can relate it to Waitress, which is my only other experience on on a Broadway stage um, and you know that character Jenna doesn't really leave the stage so this is a lot more about like baton passing mm -hmm. and there's something really fun as someone who I love that I love a team sport I love being 
you know, kind of nestled in with people. So the fact that we get to braid together this way is really beautiful. Of course, reuniting with Gavin is always delicious for me. He's one of my nearest and dearest outside of the theater, and we just have a very special chemistry on stage, I think. So, you know, Baker's Wife scenes with the Prince is really fun. Um, Brian is a complete dream. Mm -hmm. He's just, no wonder he's a Broadway legend. I didn't know him before this and just, like everybody else, fell in love with him. Um, but we also have some Broadway newcomers. Julia Lester is our little red and she is just bonkers amazing. And you're watching just all this imagination and creativity come to life. And I think it's just so cool that all of these characters get to really speak on the stage. So talk about how this is different from Waitress because that was your other experience. You didn't write this one. You no. know, Waitress, you've got, I'm assuming, memorized yeah. to this day. <laughs> um, is that different, though, to be on stage with something that you didn't write uh, versus, versus something you did? Yes. Though I will say, even having written Waitress, I think it was something I learned about the theatrical process, which is like, you can even have created something, and I felt like I watched people discover things in the material that I didn't even know was there. And that's been my experience of this, like the layers upon layers of depth and complexity to what is on the page is so precious in this show. Um, it is definitely different to come into a show that you're just learning for the first time and you're having to kind of answer for yourself, who who is this person mm -hmm. to me? You know. Of course, I've watched Joanna Gleason be perfect in this sure. role, but then I'm having to just discover okay, who is my my baker's wife? How is she different? How, you know, where does she live on me? And um, so that process has been really fun, and it's also helped by the fact that it's been Fast and Furious. You don't get a lot of time to second guess your instincts. So everybody, I think that's part of why this production is so fun is that people are really operating off of. Strong and wrong, you know what? Make, go for it, make some big choices, and you'll learn pretty quickly if they're the wrong ones. What choice did you make of this one? Who's your baker's wife? My baker's wife, in a lot of ways, was sort of built alongside Neil, Patrick Harris, who was my baker mm -hmm. at City Center for the Encore's production. And Neil is very um, meticulous about you know, comedy and bits and, and and so I think like a lot of her comedy was sort of born in that space. And then she's just emerged as this really feisty, physical, messy woman. So I I love that she's imperfect and I, I'm you know, I, I can't help but relate her to Jenna in some ways where it's like she's a good person who like makes mistakes and I love the humanity of that. Perfectly imperfect seems to summarize so yeah. many things. I think it's we all are, right? Yeah, completely. Perfectly imperfect. Is there a uh, favorite Sondheim song that you love or in particular really talks to you, speaks to you that you want to sing or enjoy? Well, I mean, there's so many. Right now, I mean, I'm so inside of Into the Woods and I think th listening to P Patina Miller sing The Witch's Lament every night is mm -hmm. really, really special. Um, there's so much, I mean, I think for the first time, and we, we sort of saw this on Heather Headley as well, who is just an extraordinary talent. Um, the motherhood of the witch feels so front and center right now. And 
I can't help but, you know, it's all about context, right? And in the world where we're thinking about motherhood and sure. women's rights and getting getting to make those decisions for yourselves and uh, for yourself and um, the the presence of the storyline of her her being a mother, a broken-hearted mother mm -hmm. is really strong right now in the show and I think that's it's a really special part of the show. It's always interesting when things on stage just really parallel what we're what we're dealing oh with God. on a day-to-day -day basis in life. Yeah. Um, Girls 5 Eva, we have to talk about that. How has that, how, how has that changed your work as a performer or has it, do you look at things differently getting back on stage now? If anything, it's sort of just, um, it's like getting reps at the gym. Not like I go to the gym, but like, it's, <laughs> if you, you know, if I, if I were to be a human who went to the gym, um, it's just like, you know, you get to practice and I get to practice alongside three and sometimes five women that are so loving, so generous, so funny, um, so smart. So I'm getting to just play. I'm getting to be m playful, more and more playful. I think that's what's come from it. I think it's exciting to see so many uh, people, you know, from the Broadway stage, obviously now on television, there's so yeah. many different opportunities there with the streaming platforms that we're seeing so many different uh, types of shows yeah. out there. Um, what do you aim to do next? Is there something in particular you say, gosh, I would love to do that next when uh, I have a minute? Yeah, I feel really called to write my next record. That's, that's the thing that feels like it's sort of talking to me the loudest right now is that it's time to sort of go inward and reflect on the last couple years and and make something musical out of that yeah that's, that's that. the thing that feels like it's knocking on my door i have a feeling like it'll uh, speak to a lot of people yeah how were the last few years for you terrible how were they for you <laughs> just even worse <laughs> just awful um it did give me perspective yeah it did, it did let me know how i want to live my life yeah yeah it I mean, a lot of learning, a lot of learning that continues to go on. I'm really struggling right now with cynicism. It's hard yeah. to look at the world and as someone who loves to love the world and not get a little infected with hopelessness. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I work on that all the time. Um, but yeah, my mental health really took a deep nosedive during this past time. I got a medication for the first mm -hmm. time, which was mm -hmm. incredibly helpful. And I was always very, very anti. So um, thank you, Lexpro, for t helping me kind of return to myself. I have 10 milligrams. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes, amen, amen. I I'm just, I really, and I talk about it openly a lot because I, yeah. I didn't realize how much stigma there still is about mm -hmm. it. And even I had, mm -hmm. I was carrying that as well. Um, yeah, it's a really hard time and I just I don't I don't want to become cynical. It's just not who I am and it's hard to love the world sometimes right now. I think it's interesting though if we sat here 3 years ago, I don't know that either one, either one of us would have said that or no. admitted that or talked about no it way. and would have wanted to be to look perfect and glossy and yeah. and like everything's okay in my life. Yeah. And so I do find a um I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to see the raw and relatable part of ourselves and the vulnerability that we're, we're able to show. And I think you, through being able to, to write, can show that in a whole other way where people can relate to it. Yeah, that's the hope. That's yeah. the hope is that, you know, I, like, it's coming through for a reason. So I'm trying to put it somewhere and just honor the fact that it's coming through at all. And, you know, the life is not, life is not 
meant for me to figure out. Did you see these massive images of the... the I know. No, I mean, I'm just like, how <laughs> tiny are we? <laughs> how am I relevant? Yeah, completely. So I, let's just be in awe and wonder sometimes. I, I will go back to say the mental health part to be able to have somebody like you talk about it allow somebody who you know is younger or older or going through something maybe a lot less afraid yeah and uh, that's an important thing well, I had, I've you... had a couple of people reach out to me and I think they're a friend of mine actually that was like I know you and I know that you have great friends and you have love in your life and you have a good family so like if you needed it then maybe I, it would it would be okay that I needed it too and it's like yeah you're just Everybody needs what they need. There's no no shame in that. Yeah, sometimes people just need a little permission from somebody that they you know respect. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us. Be sure and check out the Broadway show with Tamsin Fidel on TV each and every week. Check your local listings. You can also find the episodes on Broadway.com. Until next time, I'm Tamsin Fidel, and you're listening to the Broadway show Uncut. <laughs>